Get ready to be inspired and empowered through God's Word as you now listen to the teaching of Rev. Sam Chiaka. Thank you for your Word. We thank you for your Spirit with us. We thank you for your presence with us. Lord, we declare our eyes are opened to see the truth that is in your Word. To understand how faith works and to run with the revelation that you grant to us tonight. Lord, open our hearts to understand, to receive, to hear, and to see that lives be transformed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. If you were here last week, Wednesday, or if you have listened to the message, um, taught last week Wednesday, then this will be a continuation of it. Now, what I've been doing since we began this um, series of teaching on how faith works is to, on Sundays, give you the principles, okay, how faith works. On Wednesdays, um, we look from the scriptures, that is, the Old Testament scriptures, and then we see these laws in types and shadows, symbolism. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, who remembers? On Wednesday last week, I did share with I did share with you two stories from the Old Testament, and how that was referring to how faith works. What Daniel in the lion's den? Praise God. Daniel turned his eyes away from. The lions and he focused on the light from above and that is how you put faith to work there's another story we shared also the 12 spies amen who were sent to Jericho um, to take over the land praise the Lord hallelujah so one thing you must understand in the study of scripture is this. The Old Testament are communicating the reality of the new in figures, in symbols, in types and shadows. When reading the Old Testament, do not look for literal meanings. Look out for the figurative, metaphorical representation of the things being communicated there because if you look literally in the old testament you will miss a lot of the things being um, being communicated in fact all right if you look at the stories of the old testament the, it is presenting one thing all right you can put that one thing in different ways all right but one thing the way we say it is christ the Bible says that Jesus, Jesus, you know, when he was teaching them, when he rose from the dead and was teaching his disciples 40 days, the Bible says, and beginning from Moses and the prophets in all the scriptures, he expounded unto them the things concerning himself. Um, we see in Colossians chapter 2, Paul tells us, it says, these things are shadows, but the reality is in Christ. The reality is in Christ. Praise the Lord. 
So the things, the Old Testament stories are pointing us to is the reality which is found only in Christ. Amen? You know that we are saved by grace through faith. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8, 9. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Not of works. It is the gift of God. Hallelujah. So the principles of faith are clearly spelt out in the word of God. One story we, we, we should check out today is the story. We are saying the same thing. The same thing. I'm just reiterating the same thing of how faith works. I've just been reiterating the same thing. And if you didn't get it in service one, you should get it in two. If you didn't get it in two, you should get it in three. If you didn't get it in three, you should get it today. All right? The goal is that, and if you are getting it in all of them, then it should be, you know, repetition is the law of deep and lasting impression. Nothing enters your subconscious except it is repeated, 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 repeated repeated hallelujah glory to god say i have eyes that see come on speak to your speak speak of yourself and to yourself and to god say i have eyes that see i have ears that hear i have a heart that understands i am wise and i receive the wisdom of the scriptures Glory to God. The Bible tells us a story concerning Jacob. Jacob, Esau, and Isaac. Isaac is their father. Isaac is old. Isaac is blind. Isaac is ready to bless his son, the firstborn. And if you know the, the rule, the Jewish law, according to their genealogy, the firstborn is only recognized. The firstborn, the first son. There is what is called the right of the firstborn. And when they look at their genealogy, basically they mention the first son and then continue in his lineage. As far as the Jew is concerned, the rest don't exist in their genealogy. The first son. Hallelujah. We see the story. Esau and Isaac were born twin, a twin. But you know, one must be the senior. Bible tells us the younger shall lead the older. The older shall serve the younger. Esau was born the firstborn. In this story, we see how um, Isaac blessed Esau. I mean, he blessed Jacob. In the place of Esau. Right there is the story of faith. Again, how faith works is displayed there. We can understand how faith works from looking closely at that story. Hallelujah. So here is the thing. Esau represents your present state. What you are now. The rough son felt by the senses. The rough skinned son, rather, 
which can be felt by the senses. Esau represents that which you presently have and experience. Esau is your present reality, your present state, that which you know by the senses. It is said that Esau is the rough-skinned son. Isaac is you. Esau is your present state, your present reality, the present condition of your life, the way your life is now, the way the circumstances of your life is now, that which you are experiencing now by the senses. Isaac, sorry, that's Esau. Jacob, on the other hand, is the smooth-skinned son. Remember, Isaac represents the man. Both Jacob and Esau are the two states or conditions. Esau represents the state you now are, the physical condition of things, of your life. As it is now, Jacob represents Jacob, remember, is your smooth-skinned son. Jacob represents the promise of God. The word that was given to you. Jacob represents the reality that you desire, but you do not yet have. That which you do not yet see. The smooth-skinned lad. That is, that one which cannot be smoothly felt by the senses. Now, we are told in scripture that... Jacob, the smooth-skinned son, was seeking the birthright that was Esau's, the birthright or the right of birth, the birthright or the right of birth. Remember, I told you by the Jewish genealogical order, the right of birth is for the first son, and only his genealogy is traced when it's to be traced to Christ. Jacob desired to be in that place that his genealogy would be the one regarded as far as the Christ is concerned. Therefore, he desired the right of birth, the birthright. Are you getting what I'm saying? The smooth-skinned son desiring the birthright or the right of birth, that is, the right to exist. The Bible tells us when blessed by his father, supplanted the older son remember the older son Esau is your present state the state that you now are in but it's not the word of God you have a state you are in you have a condition of life you are experiencing there is that present condition then there is that promise of God the present condition speaks or Esau speaks of the present condition of your life Jacob speaks of the condition of promise are you getting what I'm saying the state the thing that God has promised you the thing which you desire the thing which you desire to have or which you would like to be yours seeking the right of birth the right of existence now remember the father is blind the father Isaac is blind he does not see Jacob. He simply feels him. Now what you, the story dramatized there, 
is again, I told you, the laws of faith, how faith works and how the kingdom of God operates. How the kingdom of God operates. To receive that which God has promised you, to receive the fulfillment or the birth of rights, or the right of birth, sorry, the birth right, the fulfillment, the coming into being, the coming into existence of that which God has promised you, you have to do what Isaac did. Are you hearing me? Like Isaac, what you do is first you send your first son hunting. The Bible tells us that Isaac sent Esau to go get venison. He sent him away. You send your first son, your present state, your present reality, the condition, the present condition of your life, you send it hunting. You do that by removing your attention from your present state. You remove your attention from your present condition. You remove your eyes from how bad things are getting. You remove your eyes from how bad your condition is, from how bad your circumstance is. You remove your eyes just like Daniel did. You remove your eyes from the present condition of your life. You send your first son hunting. The Bible says, why we look not at the things, that's 7 Corinthians 4, 18. Why we look not at the things which are seen, but to the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. The things which are not seen are eternal. So you have two sons. Your Isaac, sorry, Isaac has two sons. You represent, Isaac represents you. All right, your you have two sons that is two possible states. One you are already living in. That's the rough-skinned one, the one that you are in now, the one you can perceive by your senses, the one that is true now by your five senses. The things which are seen, experience your present-day reality. Are you getting me? You have a second son, the one yet seeking the right of birth. The one yet seeking the right to manifest and supplant the firstborn. Are you getting what I'm saying? He is the promise of God, yet not seen. He has a smooth skin. That means he is not roughly felt. That means you cannot know this reality except by meditation. Smooth skinned. He is not yet in the senses. Only in the place of meditation can you understand him. Can you experience him? Again, the story is pointing to how faith works. How the kingdom of God works. Again, I say, first, you send your first son, the son of the senses. You send him hunting. You send him away, that means you take your attention away from that which you now see, that which you now experience, that is against the promise of God. The Bible tells us that Abraham did the same thing. The Bible says he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. He staggered not. He considered not his own body now dead being a hundred years old, yet neither the deadness of Sarah's womb. 
but he was strong in faith. He considered not. That means he took his attention away from the present states. My body is not dead. It's not possible for me to have a child at 100. It is not possible for my wife to conceive at 90. But um, 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 Abraham took his attention. He considered not. See? It is the attention you are giving to your present condition that is powering it. Your attention is the battery that is supporting it, is what is feeding it life. When you take your attention of your present day condition and fix it on the word of God, you cut off the life source that your present condition is feeding on. And just like I told you, when you kill a, 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 a chicken, for instance, for a for few minutes, it's still living. It, it looks like it's still living. The body still moves. In fact, for, you know, if you leave it, it could run away. But it is dead. You have cut off the life source. That's how it is. When you remove your attention from your present condition of how bad things are, for a while, it looks like it is still so. But it is not because you have cut off the life, the life source and you feed it on the word. Send your first son hunting. Send your Esau hunting. Take your eyes from the condition of life that you now see. Take your eyes away from them. Keep your attention on the promise of God and stagger not, stagger not. Are you listening to me, brothers and sisters? Stagger not at the promise of God. And I told you there is a way to do that. This is what I've been sharing again and again and again, and this is part four. You must keep your attention on that which you desire. You call it, so you send your first son, your Esau, the rough-skinned son of yours, which is your present-day experience, the experience that you have, that you can feel, you, you, you have by your senses. You send it hunting. When you do that, you call in your second son, your smooth-skinned son, the one which cannot be felt in the senses, but can only be known by revelation. He's smooth-skinned. You call him in. Remember, he takes on the skin of the first son. Is that not what he did? A similarity of the skin of the first son. Remember, that which you desire is coming to you freely. It's coming to you not by your struggle, but by the blood of Christ. You don't qualify for the blessing of God. Jacob, according to the scripture, Jacob was given the, the, the skin of an animal slaughtered. Remember, who is the true lamb of God? Jesus. An animal slaughtered, so he wears his skin. That means he comes in his name. Do you get what I'm saying? You don't get anything from God on the basis of merit. Not because you are good enough. So you don't, you don't look at your works. There is nothing that you cannot receive. There's nothing you are not qualified for. Because it was never based on your qualification, but on what Jesus has done for you. So you pray in the name of Jesus. That means you wear the coats 
of the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. In other words, you don't come on your own merits. In other words, you don't say, I will not receive, I can't receive healing. My sin is too much. Why should God heal me? No, He will heal you in spite of your mistakes. You get what I'm saying? You can receive that miracle and it doesn't, it doesn't um, even though you have made mistakes in the past, your mistakes in the past will not undo it. Come, come wearing the lamb, the skin of the lamb. Understand that you don't qualify for the blessing of God. It's free. But can you receive it in the place of faith? It's free. You don't have to qualify. It's not your skin that will be felt. So what you do is you call in your second son. Of course, you are receiving that your second son. What the second son? The promise of God that you cannot see, you do not yet see, you do not yet have in your today's experience. You send your first son hunting. You call in your second son. The Bible says, the, the father Isaac said, come my son, for he was yet doubting. He said, come my son, let me feel your skin. He called him in and he felt, he said, the skin is like Esau's. The voice is like Jacob's. He felt his skin. So that's what you do. You call in your second son, the promise of God, that which God said is yours, that is not yet in your experience, and you bring it into your experience in the place of prayer. Feel yourself possessing that thing. See it. Enter into the reality of that thing, of your wish fulfilled. How do you do that? You do that by confession. You claim to be yours now that which God has promised you. You lay claims on it. You call in your second son. You shut your eyes away from the condition of your life, the present condition of your life, which is your first son. You call in your second son and you feel him to be the first son. In other words, you feel your second son to be in the place of your first son. That is, you claim what God has promised you as your present day reality now. You do that by confession. You dare to claim that what God said is yours, is yours. I am what God says I am. I have what God says I have. I can do what God says I can do. You claim it, you say it as yours. Remember one of the principles I gave you concerning writing your own confession. Do not say that which God promised you or that which you desire as a thing yet to be. No. You claim it as yours now, as an ongoing present day reality. Listen to me. There is no reality except that which you are conscious of. And that what I just said now is powerful. Your, the reality of your life is according to your consciousness now. Have, therefore, the law of faith is to convince your heart. That is to convince your subconscious mind. I told you about that on Sunday. Convince your subconscious mind to align, to agree. That what God said is yours, is yours now. If you can, permit me to use the word, trick your subconscious mind to believe that you are that which God says you are now. 
it will begin to show up in your reality. It will begin to show up in your life. So again, I say, send your first son hunting. First, this is how faith works. First, you send your first son hunting. Esau, your present state. You take your attention away from the present condition of your life. The problem you are in, the difficulty you are in. You take your eyes away from it. Take your consciousness, your attention away from it. You call in your second son. You feel the presence of your second son. You do that in the place of prayer. And this is why praying in the spirit is so important. And I always tell, see, when you pray in the spirit, this is a lot of a mistake a lot of people do. When, you, when, you, when they pray in the spirit, they are just praying, you know, and they are just distracted. You don't get it. It's two working together. Your mouth and your heart must work together. When you pray in tongues, you must keep the picture of the fulfillment of that which you desire. Your heart must be on the thing that you're praying about. That's why we give you a prayer point. You must fix your heart there. For instance, if you are praying for a child, when you are praying in tongues, you see yourself as a person having a child. Generate pictures. Pictures of playing with your children. Generate pictures of you carrying your baby. Generate that pictures. Don't consider the how you will get there. Forget about the how. Jump into the reality of your wish fulfilled. Dwell there as you pray. Dwell there. Whatever it is you desire, create a mental drama that you already have it. As you pray in tongues, see it. That is how you pray in tongues effectively. That's the reason we give you a prayer point. For many of us, for many people, they pray the same. If you, if, you, if you think it's just about how it sounds, many pray, if you listen to the sound of their tongues, it sounds alike. If, you, if, if, if the meaning of praying in tongues is a, like an earthly language, where bea wa zo, bea always means come. It doesn't change. As long as you are saying wa or zo or bea in Nigerian language, it still means come. In tongues, it's not like that. It means the picture you keep in your heart. So the, same, the person can say, let's pray in tongues. He seems like he's, he's saying the same. It sounds alike, but he's praying something different. Because it's a language of the spirit. It takes on the meaning that is in the heart of the man praying. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not that like a local language. It's a supernatural language. You don't have to think through what you are saying in tongues. No, no, no. It takes on the meaning of that which is in your heart. That is what it means. That is what you are saying. You focus your attention on that which you desire and in tongues. Power is made available. So, you send your first son hunting. You call in your second son and you say, come near my son, let me feel you. You do that as you pray in tongues and you keep the vision of that which you are praying for. Or that which God has promised you. You maintain the vision. You keep that vision. Glory to God. Remember, what you are praying for is based on the promise of God which you already received in the word of God. Remember, you've already found scriptures that agree with that. It's the promise. Remember, 
Jacob refers to the promise of God. Remember, it is no long, it is not yet the promise of God unless you have found scriptures. Do you get what I'm saying? Let's say, for instance, I desire to have a job. Eh? I must find scriptures where a job is promised me having the conviction in my heart that that is the will of God for me. I find scripture where it is a promise to me. For instance, Ephesians 4, 28. Let him that stole steal no more. Rather, let him labor. Walking with his hands, the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that need it. I can take that. Uh, you, you want me to walk. You say, let him that stole steal no more. So I claim that as a promise of God. So I have that as a basis to call for a job. So I have a job I desire. I call it to being, all right, in the place of prayer, I see myself not sleeping in my bed by 10 a.m. Unless I don't want a job. I see myself getting up ready at 8 and going to work and being productive. I see myself being gainfully employed. I see myself having enough to give to people because I now receive good pay. Do you understand that? I keep, I, I create a drama of that in my mind as I pray. Now, some of you, you in fact, if you prayed successfully, you do this unconsciously. Let me repeat that again because you think I'm just bringing something up. No, you, if your prayer worked, you did it unconsciously. Alright, while you are praying, you unconsciously have already created a picture. You have seen yourself in the fulfillment of that which you desire or that which God promised you. You saw it in the place of prayer. And there is no other way. You must see it in the place of prayer. Your second son must be called in. You must feel him. Thank you, Jesus. You call in your second son and feel him. You do this by claiming and assuming you are that which God has promised you and that which you desire. You confess that you are it now. You confess that you are it now. In the place of prayer. You confess. You confess. It's mine. You confess as a present day reality. And by doing this, because you are claiming that it is your reality now, you, your second son is supplanting your first. Remember what the first son? Your present day reality by claiming that you are that which God has promised you and that it is your reality now, your second son supplants your first. When you have done that in the place of prayer, when you come out from your place of prayer, you know, usually the reality of life, your Esau will come back. Remember at first you sent your Esau hunting, your first son. But Esau will return. Circumstances will now get worse. There are times where while you are releasing your faith, putting your faith to work, the circumstance will get worse. It will look like it is not working. The conditions of life will be mad. Your second son will come and feel cheated. He will cry aloud and, and throw tantrums and say that he is being cheated by the second son. And you must also speak like Isaac. I have made him your Lord. Do you get what I'm saying? You must speak like Isaac. You must look at the trying situations. You must look at the circumstances. You are not real. He is now your Lord. And I have blessed him. And yea, he shall be blessed. In other words, I have given him the rights of birth. I have given him your place. 
That means he will take your place. You are the firstborn, but he will take your place as the firstborn. That is, he will take your place as my reality. And for a while, the circumstance will look like it remains so, but that is how faith works. Jacob will supplant Esau. You must fulfill scripture in your life. Did you hear what I said? You must fulfill that drama again in your life. You must fulfill that play. Esau must be supplanted. Jacob is the promise of God. Esau is your present day reality. The promise of God must supplant your objective reality. The present condition of your life must be supplanted. Whatever is not the will of God for you, by faith, if you stand your ground and stay with the law of faith, confessing that you are that which God says you are, that you have that which God says you have, and that you can do that what with God says you can do it shall be so mark 11 and in verse 23 Jesus is teaching the same thing I want you to, to know what Jesus taught and what the apostles taught is is not something different from what's in the Old Testament scriptures it's just that it came in different format Mark eleven twenty three. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. He must say. He must say. You must look to your Esau and say, I have made him. That is the promise of God. Your Lord. Therefore, in, in that, you will fulfill the scripture that Jacob being the supplanter. For by the word of God, by faith, you will supplant your circumstances with the realities that is in the word of God. You will supplant. That means you will take his, the, the word of God will take the place of your present condition. Jacob must take the place of Esau in your life. Mark 11 verse 24 now. Therefore I say to you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that you receive them. That's where the work is. See, I use the word again. Trick your mind. You must assume that you are it. You must enter into that state of your desires fulfilled. Your life is continually producing and reproducing the reality that you believe is so. See, listen, you don't get in prayer, you don't get what you wish for. You don't get what you ask for. You get that which you believe is so. And that's what you must do. Until what you are wishing for what you are asking for you convert to believing that it is now yours nothing changes and like i told you you don't believe just by saying i believe saying it is not enough there are things you got to do to successfully condition your mind to truly believe because to truly believe is to be in the states where subconsciously the subconscious mind the, the conscious mind is that which a man knows 
but the, the conscious mind is that which a man knows but the subconscious is that which a man is all right you are the subconscious mind is that which the man is but his conscious mind is that which he knows until what you know is now converted to become your life until you can believe that it is so you do that by taking the word of God and you know make it in form of a confession and every day you claim yourself to be that which God said you are you claim it every day you confess it to be so repeat it every morning repeat it every night and while you do ensure that you are feeling your son that means don't just make confessions just just parroting it no ensure you are feeling your son in other words that you feel yourself to be that which you are saying with your mouth and you must stay at it you see this is the assignment of faith if you understand it anybody can put faith to work and get results anybody Jesus said, whosoever shall say unto this mountain. That means whosoever can receive whatsoever. Your sin is not your limitation. I'm telling you the truth. Jesus didn't say if you have done everything right, then you can receive. No. He said, whosoever shall say unto this mountain. Your mistakes are not your limitation. I didn't say now, go ahead and swim in sin. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. But one of those things you think are the things why God can't hear your prayer. The Bible says, somebody says, but the Bible says the prayer of a sinner is an abomination unto God. That's a sinner. Who is a sinner? That, that, that one who is out of the commonwealth of salvation by what? By his own belief instead of by faith. What brings him in? Faith. Do you get what I'm I don't know what you get what I'm saying. He's a sinner because he lacks faith in what Christ has done. That is why he's a sinner. You remain a sinner to the thing which you desire if you don't have faith. You are a sinner. You, and so for that is this that's the prayer of a sinner that is an abomination. Do you understand? So what the prayer of a sinner being an abomination, what does it mean? It means the man who is not reappropriating the promise of God into his life by faith. What makes a man a sinner? Okay, what makes a man righteous? Faith in Christ, that which Christ has done. Not, it's not about his works. It is his faith in that which Christ has done. By faith in what Christ has done, he is moved from being a sinner and he stands in the right, he has his right standing with God. Alright? The prayer of a sinner being an abomination unto God is applicable only when he is standing as a sinner as regarding the matter of what he's asking for so as long as he is in unbelief he is not appropriating to himself that which god has given to him by his faith he stands as a sinner not he's not about going to hell do you understand because he's not appropriating that which christ has done that which is available in christ by faith Faith is the thing that changes a man from being a sinner to becoming righteous. So if you are not appropriating your healing, as far as healing is concerned, you stand as a sinner. 
Don't, you, it's not your work, so it's not about your works. It's what you are doing with faith. It's, it's how you it's about faith in that which Christ has done. So as long as he's in unbelief, as long as the answer to that which he's desiring is concerned, he remains a sinner and therefore his prayers are an abomination. That is why you are begging, begging, begging. Do it for me, God. Oh God, please now. Why am I in this condition? Oh God, please now. Why you are saying all that inside your heart you don't believe? When you leave that place of prayer, they ask you, so how is everything? He say, oh, Mom, we are still suffering. Things are, things are terrible. I don't know. My life is all upside down. I mean, things are just going zigzag, zigzag, zigzag. Ah, that thing you said is what you really believe. Because if you truly believe, it's the true state of your heart. That's what will come out. That's what you will say. Therefore, you don't get the answer. As far as that thing you are asking for is concerned, you remain a sinner and it doesn't come to you. It's, it's an abomination for you to get it. You can't get it. It's an abomination. Abomination means it cannot align. You can't receive it. Let that man not, let not that man think, is this anyone desire wisdom? Let him ask of God, which giveth liberally and obraded not, huh? and it shall be granted him. But let him ask in faith, not in doubting. He says, for a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. He said, let that man not think that he shall receive anything from the Lord. Abomination for him to receive. It's an abomination. The prayer, the prayer of a sinner. The prayer of a man out of faith. Glory to God. Send your Esau away. Send Esau hunting. Take your eyes away from the condition of your life because whatever you put your attention on, that is what you believe. That is what we sink into your heart as your reality. Fix your gaze on Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. That word looking unto Jesus in the, in the, in the um, original Greek is looking away unto Jesus. Looking away from everything that distracts. Looking away from your present condition. Looking away unto Jesus, the author, the finisher, the completer, the perfecter. The one who brings your faith into material realization. Looking unto Jesus. How do you look unto Jesus? Looking unto his word. Looking unto the promises of God. Keep your eyes there. That is how you do faith. Anybody can be a man of faith. Anybody can be a woman of faith. You understand how it works? All you've got to do, all you've got to do is be deliberate. Deliberate. Make up your mind. You will not say from your mouth what is against the word of God. Henceforth. Make up your mind that every morning, every night, you are going to repeat that you are that which God says you are. That you have what you desire. You claim it that it is yours now. If you need to write a set of words, I'm telling you, see, if I finish this teaching and you don't, see, if I finish this teaching, you didn't do anything with it. That's not your problem, bro. You know, you'll be going from church to church, pillar to post, like people are looking for who will pray for you, who will, who will deliver you. 
If what we are teaching now, you do not go and create a confession. This is part four. And you have not created confessions of faith, of something you did, unless you don't want anything. You are like a, like a shaft driven by the wind. You have no direction. Anything goes. Anyhow, your life is okay. But if you have a direction, if there's somewhere you have a direction, there's a path you want to travel to in life. Don't think it will come like beans. You have to be doing something to get you there. Every vehicle moving forward is powered by some fuel. Do you understand what I'm saying? Every boat moving, if you're going to arrive at your destination, something has to be powering it in a direction. James chapter 3 tells us that the ship is driven um, by, is controlled by a little helm. He says, so is the mouth, the tongue rather. You have to control your life by your tongue. You give your life direction by what you are saying about your life. You can't be careless about life. Where do you want to arrive in the next one year or two or three? Are we going to see you like this again? Listen, it is not possible for a man who is talking. It is not possible for a man who is confessing, who has a goal to be the same after a while. It's not, it, it doesn't happen. If you see a person after year, year in, year out, he is still like that. He has no confession. He has no confession of faith. He has no confession. Glory to God. See the keys in your hand. What did I say? The keys in your hand. Say the keys in my hand. I say I know what to do. That's the truth. That's the truth. You can move your life away from. See, it doesn't matter if you have no helper. Are you hearing me? See, God is not unjust. See, that's why I don't listen to teachers who sound like we are pawns, you know, we are, we are just in a life of uncertainty and then anybody, somebody can just wake up and say, I don't like you and just kill you and you just die. Or cannot decide, say, I will just make you mad and you will just go mad and it's just like that. I mean, and one person can just wake up and remote control your life and your life will go in the direction the person likes and then you. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but I'm saying if God didn't put our own remote control of our life in our hands and another man can do us like that, then God is unjust. Do you understand? It doesn't make sense to tell me that another person can do my life anyhow he likes, but yet I have no power to do anything about my life. It makes no sense. It doesn't make sense. God is so just that every one of us have the key to open our doors. Every one of us have, we have, we have the solution to bring down the mountain. Some are using it. Some are not using it. Wicked people will use theirs against you if you're not using yours. You have the Holy Spirit in you. You have the Word of God. 
you have Christ, you have salvation. You are not a nobody. Are you listening to me? You are not a nobody. You are not left to yourself. Not having a solution for your life. Can you be diligent? See, I can finish teaching and you will go after today and continue your life as if you didn't hear anything. Or you can take it serious. Seriously. You can, you can jot down that which you desire. You can take promises in God's word and put them into confessions. Definite confessions. And put it in a place in your room where you will see it and say it every morning when you wake up from sleep and every night before you go to bed. You will say it feelingly because you have to feel your Jacob. Hallelujah. That is how faith works. And that is what I've shown you from the old scriptures. Amen. Give Jesus thanks. Give Jesus thanks. Again, I'm teaching it every week. If you didn't get it the first one, you get the second one. If you didn't get the second one, get it the third one. Go and listen to the messages again. teaching and try to be as explanatory as possible you know what to do you know what to do you are not confused about your life and it doesn't matter what you are experiencing it doesn't matter you are not confused about your life you know what to do you can change circumstances you can change things you can change things to do you know what to do your life has direction you were born for a purpose you came to this world for a purpose whether it is something you want to see in the short run or something you want to see in the, in the long run the, the law is the same the principles are the same is something to improve your life or is something to solve a person need an immediate problem you are in the principle is the same whether it's for finance or anything whether it's for health the principle is the same This message was brought to you by the Father's Family Mission International. For more information on our ministry schedule, how you can partner with us, or to download more edifying messages free of charge, visit www.thefathersfamily.org.ng. God, God bless, bless you. you.